Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. All right, it's the Creative Pep Talk Podcast, and this is your host, Andy J. Miller, uh, commercial artist, illustrator, design sort of guy, Uh, and this is my podcast. Um, I don't know if I already said it, the Creative Pep Talk Podcast, Uh, and this is where I uh, pep you up. It's for commercial artists, people that want to make money um, doing their art. And, you know, my version of success and what these opinions kind of pertain to are helping you have breakthroughs, finding uh, that creative thing that you can do, that you love to do, that fulfills you, that meets a high demand um, in the commercial marketplace. That's that's what this show's about. If that doesn't sound like your thing, then get out of here. I don't need you. Uh, today, what I was thinking about was this idea of uh, the fear of missing out. You know, um, it's one of the strongest threads, I think, throughout our culture right now. You know, I think with a constant uh, barrage of information flowing at you from every um, uh, everywhere you go, everywhere you look, and um, coming through your phone and your computer. You're constantly seeing what other people are doing, and it can cause this feeling of uh, f- feeling like you're missing out on something. And I think it might be the number one thing that detracts from, or it distracts you from. Um, doing your path and your thing when it comes to art. And anything that does that is going to put you on a side road away from the thing that you should be doing. So I started thinking about this. Actually, this came from, I almost did a different kind of podcast. Um, And it came from watching, I was watching the Lego movie with my kids. And I love that movie. I think it's freaking fantastic. And um, don't mind my coffee. Um, You know, I was watching it, and uh, this funny thing happened where, uh, you know... This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In the Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In the Making in your podcast player to listen. 
Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site. Anyway, go check it out, anyjpizza.com if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you, where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. You see in this movie, uh, the Lego Batman is played by Will Arnett. And the funny thing was um, that a few years ago, my younger brother Jordan and I were watching uh, one of the new Batmans and thinking with that voice that Christian Bale puts on, it's kind of like Will Arnett. And we were saying how funny it would be if Will Arnett had played the Dark Knight instead of Christian Bale and how terrible it would have been, but hilarious. And uh, a few years later, they stole our idea. And, uh, you know, I think that it's such a, it was, you know, I feel like, so, so okay, Will Arnett had me thinking about um, this idea of specialization, this idea of really knowing what it is you do this idea of people really getting, getting it, getting what you do and how important that is and thinking about here's a guy who never seems to run out of jobs. It seems like uh, every show, every sitcom, um, every comedy you put on, every kid's movie has Will Arnett in it. And I'm always looking um, through different industries of kind of creative fields to look at, to try to gain insight um, in a kind of detached perspective on what it is I do. So I'm just thinking about why. Why is Will Arnett such an attractive uh, um, guy for casting? Uh, and he also reminds me, kind of reminded me of, uh, I think her name's Jane Lynch. She's the... Uh, I think she's the cheerleading coach on Glee. I don't really watch that show, but uh, I think that's who she plays. And she, she's in so many things. She's um, got a blonde, spiky, short hair. She's kind of tall, uh, kind of brash in, in her films. Um, and she gets cast in every movie as the kind of uh, aggressive, um, brash uh, uh woman and and she gets cast all the time and I'm thinking about both of these people because you know my thoughts are how do you position your work how do you do your best work that gets you tons of opportunities and it, it causes you to have options um, you know and you get just that I've always kind of thought like 
when you have more demand on your work than you can actually fulfill, and then you can actually choose which opportunities you, you do. And they seem like people that kind of have that figured out. That's the kind of uh, artist I kind of want to be. And so uh, I'm thinking through what it is that is so good about that. And um, I started thinking about how I, I think it's this concept of like really understanding what it is you do, having a clear purpose. Uh, so when someone hits your website or listens to your album, they get it. You know, they have context for it. It makes sense to them. They can register it. You know, I, I always suggest people go into a niche and dig really deep, but then do something unique within it that sets you apart. I think one of the things that you can do that are really is really not helpful is you find a subculture, you dig really deep, and then you just keep going until you're you're only marketing to a small subset of an already uh, small subculture. You know, I think that that's not what you want to do. I think what you want to do is you, you find your niche, you find your thing that has context, that people understand, that people already like. You go into there and then you make decisions that are unique to you. I think that's a good approach. Um, and so I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about why don't people do this? You know, why is it that when you go to most artists' websites, it's hard to under, you don't get it. It's kind of all over the place. It's it, you know, it's not straightforward. It, it it's not you wouldn't know what role to cast them in the film. And and I thought well, I think the biggest reason why is the fear of missing out. You know, when I'm critiquing uh, uh my students' websites, one thing that I always see is um where they're putting too many different kinds of work on their site. And uh, when you ask them about it, you know, their answer is always about, well, what if this type of person's on my website? I want to get that type of job, so I want to keep it on there. So if they're, you know, uh, a kid's book illustrator, but they also put some logos in there, like one logo or two logos, just in case someone who needs a logo happens to be on their website. But the truth is that instead of widening your nets and and catching more fish you're actually negating the specialization that you could you're actually making your you're watering down the rest so i started thinking about kind of what what is that like i thought about how um say you had to feed uh you know 5000 people with one dish you just had to choose one thing and i thought okay well that would be in in that's kind of that approach. I would think, what about buttered spaghetti? Just spaghetti with a little butter. Like, there's almost no one in America that could say that they really don't like buttered spaghetti. Like, you might not want it ever because it's super bland and boring. But you couldn't, you, most people couldn't say they, they actually, that it's, it goes against their palate, their taste, like it's nasty to them, like it's disgusting. I think almost anybody could eat it, but nobody would be excited about eating it. And when you make your portfolio and it's all over the place and you're not, you, nobody can get it, nobody can, you know, understand what to cast you as, like, that's like making a plate of buttered spaghetti for dinner. You know, there's this, uh, I lived in England for five years and um, there's this, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Um, 
It's a little jar, kind of like a jelly jar, and it's called Marmite. And their whole thing is you either love it or you hate it. And it's totally true. But the thing about it is, is the people that love it are obsessed with it. They'll wear t-shirts with the logo on it. You know, they're proud of loving it. It's a very polarizing thing, but that's why it sells. That's why it's still around. Uh, you know, and it made me think of uh, Chuck Vanderchuck, I think his name is, which is weird because it's two Chucks. But he's a uh, marketing guy. He's kind of a wild dude. And he said something that's always stuck with me. Um, I, saw, I heard him say it in a, in a lecture, um, that if you don't do something that people hate, that some people hate, you'll never do anything that people love. You'll make your buttered spaghetti. Like, nobody will hate it, but nobody's going to love it. And if nobody loves it, no one's going to hire you. You're not, if, if nobody loves what you do, they're not going to pay money for it. You know, they might not be offended by it, but they're not going to pay money for it. And I think that this is such a big deal. This is, this is, is such a big deal. And I think, um, it, you know, a portfolio that has that fear of missing out on that logo job or that little thing, you're, you're going to end up getting no jobs or less jobs than you could. You know, it's the jack of all trades, master of none. And I just think in the global competition that is online, if that's where you're selling your work, you can't afford to, to put buttered spaghetti out there. Um, and I think... Uh, too often, that's our approach because we're we're afraid of missing out. But the truth is, you know, I've done this in the past. You know, uh, in my own work, you know, what's happened is, you know, I I love to work with bands. Like I I love to work with bands because um, I love music, and working with my favorite bands is some of the best experiences I've ever had. And um, that actually caused me for a long time to, to not go where my work naturally wanted to go, which was kind of more geared towards children. I feel like my work hits this interesting space where it's not cute, really, and it's not edgy. It's somewhere in between that stuff in a space that maybe there aren't a lot of words for. And you know, that stuff works really well for kids' media that also appeals to um, parents. Um, I think, oh, and, and for a long time, I kind of knew that. I, I got a lot of feedback about what people perceive as my work, and I think a lot of people said it's, it's stuff that's really geared towards um, parents, and, and they kind of curate it and give it to their kids, and their kids really love it. And that's, that's kind of what I feel like my work is. And I think for a long time, because I love to do band posters and I love to do stuff that isn't in that realm, that, that fear of missing those things actually caused me um, to not specialize and to, and to not pursue kids' books and, and all of that. But the truth is that the more that I pursued this specialization, not only did I get more jobs and I was, and they were more fulfilling jobs. Um, you know, when you're getting, when you have a high demand on what you do, you're not so worried about what you're missing out on. When you're doing work that fulfills you, you're not so worried about, um, you know, when you're hitting that stride of success where you're doing work you love and there's a high demand for it, you're not too worried about 
the other places that you could be. You know, but the truth is, the cool thing is that the further I've specialized and the more it, it's clear what it is I do, there's actually been more bands that want to work with me anyway. Because there were bands who had a really strong sense of what it is they wanted. And when they saw my work and they totally got it, it actually worked for what they were doing. Now, when I had work that could have that could have been for all kinds of different bands and for kids, like nobody knew what it was about. Nobody knew what it was for. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Um, I you know I'd encourage you, don't let the fear of missing out cause you to water down uh, your work and make a portfolio that's uh, buttered spaghetti. Um, Try to get get a portfolio that's more like Marmite. Um, All right, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Keep, uh, you know, I've got my uh, reviews on iTunes have started to grow. Um, That feedback keeps flowing. If you have friends, um, peers, family that you think would benefit from this type of podcast, I encourage you to please share it. Um, you know, I, I really do uh, kind of get my, uh, you know, my, my fancy truly is tickled when I know um, that, that something I've done has uh, even impacted somebody else in even a small way. So that feedback, I... I don't always know exactly how to respond to it other than saying I, that I really appreciate it. But, I, you know, I just want to take this moment out to say that I really do appreciate when, when people tell me that because it helps me to keep doing it, keep making this podcast, um, and keep encouraging other creative people. Um, okay, I'll try to get another one out pretty soon. Uh, thanks for your time, guys. I hope, uh, hope, you're, uh, hope, hope this helps you have a breakthrough. See, speak soon.